to say my name. My name is Deja Brown. And you're, to and you're listening to the Open Mic, the open mic podcast. podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's been a minute, y'all. It's been a minute, y'all. But welcome to the 100th episode of the Open Mic Radio podcast, 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 podcast. Podcast, podcast, podcast. Yeah, it's the hundredth episode, and yes, I know what you're thinking. What took you so long? Well, I mean, I'm, well, it depends. Are you asking me what took me so long to record the hundredth episode, or what took me so long to get to a hundred episodes, knowing that I've had this podcast since 2000 and like, uh, what, 13, 14, maybe? I don't know. Well, look, when I mean, you go off and on and off and on, off and on, off and on. You, you know, you get you get in the tizzy. I was in the tizzy, y'all. Can I? Can am I allowed to be in the tizzy? I'm surprised I even remembered to do how to do that part. I'm shocked and appalled. I am. Sh- I'm not appalled, but I am shocked. I am. I am flabbergasted, people. Flabbergasted. A lot has happened, hasn't it? Hasn't hasn't a lot happened since um the last time I've been on recording my podcast. Hasn't a lot of things happened, hasn't it? Anything changed? Anything good happened in the news that you want to share with me, people? Anything? Anything at all? Um, there, there was a, there, you know, people, people of that. I think, I think Black Panther had just passed away. Um, R.P. to the Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> I don't. It's not funny, but uh, I've just realized that I, I've really missed a lot of current events. Um, did this happen? Did somebody lose their job? Did Trump lose his job? Did he lose his job? Did he lose his job? <laughs> I, I, I should have been done that one, huh? What else happened? A lot of things happened, man. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste any more time. I already got our guest, my man Chris Allen, veteran, not just as as a comedian, but a veteran and an armed service retired veteran at that. He's like level up. He, he like if there was levels to this, he's like level level up to me. Uh, um, good friend of mine might talk some shop. Um. I'm gonna be honest with you. The other thing too, the reason why um, um, that I haven't um, done much of recording because I lost all my drops. <laughs> I literally lost all the drops, every single drop. Think of a drop. I lost it. I lost all the drops. I'm, lo- I'm looking for all. Um, I'm looking for every drop. Yep, I don't have a drop in the world. I don't have a single drop in the world. And I mean, I don't want to give y'all another. Another Deja drop. <laughs> I'm lying. Be right back.
Just say my name. My name is Deja Brown, and you're listening to the Open Mic Podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh-huh. By the way, that was Felt 5 on the beat. Be right back. Yo, welcome back, yo. Welcome back to the Oh My Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Mike B. Can I get uh, my sound effects going, please? Can I get something? Can I get some cheering or something? <laughs> Thank you. I'm back in my groove. I'm in my groove. I'm in my pocket. I want to keep this next man, get this next guest waiting. But real quick, I want to shout out um, this is Felt Five's new beat for me for the Oh My Radio Podcast. This is another little beat. I want to shout out to the, the homie, Felt Five, for the beat. Felt Five on the beat. Appreciate your homie. And um, real quick, I'm gonna bring. I'm about to bring up um, my dude, um, Air Force veteran, retiree, well-traveled, real-seasoned comedian, one of my good friends in comedy, fellow speakerhead, husband, um, father. Um, I mean, we, could, we I could go on and on. The man's got snacks. They call him a snack. He's got um, Sam sweet ass moves. Look, I want y'all to start clapping right now for my man, my homie. Mr. Chris Allen, everybody. Chris, what's going on, dude? What's up, fam? How you doing? Good, man. Good. <laughs> I appreciate the intro, man. You made me feel good about myself for once. <laughs> oh, oh, shucks, Christopher. You stop it. You Sorry, st- sir. <laughs> you stop it, Christopher. <laughs> I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm kind of sad. I can't, I can't lie, Mike. I'm a little sad, man. Well, why are you sad, man? It's draft house. Hey man, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, man. Look, um, let me get the, let me cut this let me cut this music off. Lord have mercy, cut this off. I got I got some. Um, I should have faded that out too. But um, it's all good. Yeah, but no, nah, man. Yeah, that that caught me. I, I remember because I talked to Pete sometimes. Pete and I'm always in close contact with like Andy and Randolph and everything. And um, right. So it was it was like one thing where it was like yeah, we're closing for a little bit because of the pandemic, and then like they're centrally located in DC. And then, like, they were running shows out of Arlington, so I thought they would be able to at least be able to, you know, stay afloat. But for it to go, like, completely belly up, man, that's that's a, a travesty. I know, man, because uh, it was funny as Mark Norman actually sent me that article that was, you know, that, I don't know if it was an article, but it was basically just like, a, I guess it was an article saying that they were liquidating assets. Uh-huh. And uh, I was thinking, like, oh, maybe they just, like, you know what, we don't know when this is going to open, and we have, like, all this stuff sitting here, and we can probably just get some cash for it. Yeah. You know, to, to, to help out. But, yeah, like, the next day, I just see, like, people saying that it was closing for good, and I was like, man, that really stinks, man. Yeah, cause, I mean, it's a, it's a good, I mean, it's one of those spots. Um, I, I consider it, um, I consider it, like, my comedy, comedy home. I think every comedian strives for that, a comedy home. Where they can, right. you know, and um, you know, being able to, you know, I, and I know a lot of comedians grown from that spot, and I mean, in the inter- it's one thing to be like at the, like I mean, we you know we've been to the improvs and like other places and stuff like that, but it's something about that draft house energy where everybody is like uh, cheers, like when you go to the draft house and like everybody knows your name, everybody's like, hey, it's Chris. I I love that man because you know what it was one of those places where like uh, you might have guys that run in certain circles and they might not see each other a Mm -hmm. whole lot 
Yeah. But the draft house, along with uh, Big Hunt, but I would say more so draft house, man. To be to be honest, um, so many comics from all those different cliques and groups and stuff. That was like the place to go meet at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially for that late Mike. Like everybody's done a, a couple shows or two. You know, a show or two in DC, mm. and then like, oh, it's eleven o'clock. Let's head over to. Um, head over to Draft House. Even if you didn't get to get up, it was like, oh, let's go see who's over there. You know, you walk with your homie over there, you talk, you laugh, and then you get over there, you over there, and get to see Skiff and, you know, Dom Grayer, uh, Dom Rivera, you know, Klein, yeah. uh, Randolph, and, you know, just a bunch of other, other cats that I really just, like, uh, you know, don't don't see very often walking, you know, when I'm uh, in D.C., and I'm really going to miss that, man. Yeah, it's like a, um, you know? it's honestly like a, uh, it, it, it's more. I, I I get the same feeling. I don't know if he was around for RFD. I don't know if he. Was. You know what? I think when I when I first got to Virginia, mm-hmm. and I first, and I, um, I remember seeing it, but I had never gone up there to do it. I always told myself, but when I first moved here, uh, the idea of driving two two and a half hours to do comedy was very foreign to me, and I I, I was kind of resistant to it, <laughs> but I had to. I had to learn quickly, like, like yo, if I, if I want to get up, I got I to gotta go. So I started going to Richmond. Mm-hmm. And then after about a year, I started going to D.C. And I was like, man, this is where it's at, yeah. you know? And when D.C. Draft House opened, I, I was like, I got to get in there. You know, I, I got to get in that in that spot, man. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, it, it kind of had, like, the same <laughs> feel as, like, RFD. But, like, um, the Draft House is a little longer. Especially because... Um, um, the Arlington one was the green room and it kind of is going to the point I was making where it felt more like the green room where a lot of times, um, like you, like, you, like some places you could just go, you're like, you know, I don't mind if I get up, if I don't get up. Cause I really just came here to hang out. <laughs> I really just right. showed up to just hang out with y'all. I mean, if you want me to do some time, I could, I don't want to honestly, please don't right. make me. <laughs> want to just chill and relax yeah I mean, not a lot. but but you're right about having a comedy home and it's it, it feels good to have a comedy home mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to have a club where you know like uh you can walk in and they could potentially be like hey man you want to go you want to do some time like that's that's what's great about having a comedy home where yeah you can get up basically almost whenever you want but like you said it's more about the hang and the people in the atmosphere and uh just the environment you know just the buzz in the air with all the comics you know you get to hear about this show over here, you get to hear about like, yo, you know, this dude's show is, is, is starting to pick up. It, this is this is popping now. So-and-so killed over here. This was great. Somebody, I went over here and I saw uh, so-and-so at the improv. He killed. I saw her. She, you know, it, it was just a good place to get the what's going on and what happened that night in, in, in D.C. Yeah. Yeah, man. But I, I, think, I, think, I think when everything opens back up, man, I really think we'll be okay. Cause there's there's so many bars and, and clubs and basements and restaurants. It's gonna come back. It might not look like it did when we before the pandemic, but it's gonna come back, man. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was stronger. You know. Yeah, and, and, I mean as it should, but I mean it's weird because you know I don't know the. I feel like the draft house will make it. I feel like the draft house will, will rebound. They'll just hopefully they get that spot back or whatever, or get another spot, but. Uh, I don't know, man. The longer this, the, the longer this kind of drags out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, it's like I think I, I, I think we'll be okay. 
And especially now, because I mean, and, and another thing too is we we have um we have normalized the Zoom mic, normalized performing comedy online, and normalized doing comedy in unconventional places like outside. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so. Right. Can you imagine a year ago somebody was like, what it has done, because let's be honest, Mike, mm. we treat comedy a tad bit too precious. Yeah. You know? <laughs> because we, I just said it, because a year ago, you, you would have been like, I'm not doing the show outside. I'm not doing the show during the day. Yeah. I'm not doing, you know, I'm not, do, nah, man, if you want to do comedy, because you know, we got friends and stuff that, hey, you should come do a show. And you, you, we have all these like uh, prerequisites, like it's got to be dark, it's got low, so you got this, you got that. Yeah, the science. Now we realize, right, now we realize, (laughs) like, you know what, that's great, but you really don't need it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. It'll be fine. (laughs) I need low ceilings, and and there's no low ceiling outside. (laughs) There's no low ceiling on the outside. (laughs) Right. Right. And we realize, like, oh, we'll be okay. You just got to adjust. And people, and it also shows you that people just get used to things. Yeah. We got we got used to comedy being in this little perfect environment, and if it wasn't, we were like, "Oh, I didn't have a good set because you know it was too bright in there, or it was uh, it was it was it was still light outside." Now we realize, like, no, you can do well. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's the same thing. Nothing has changed. It just yeah, you know, nothing's changed, man. It's just crickets, yeah. and, and now suddenly so you say, "I hear crickets." There are literally crickets around you. So, just literally, <laughs> and I've right, and I've I've done those shows. Where you're outside and there's literally crickets. I've, I've done it. <laughs> I did a uh, five minute set. I did. I did. I did a uh, a show, and um, it was like a it was like a little open mic, whatever. I said little open mic, but it was like a little open mic. Do a quick five minutes, and um, uh-huh. and man, that thing. I, I I caught right. I caught the I caught the worst spot. I caught like the fourth spot, and uh, <laughs> out of forty five comics. <laughs> And um, out of out of what? 40, it was about it was about thirteen, but I mean for exaggeration purposes, it's about forty five. It, it might it might as well be forty five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thirteen is forty five. <laughs> and and I mean we was right next to a hospital, and like airplanes were going past during my set. I like I can't. This is this is this is a bit much. <laughs> Yeah, it man. was like helicopters that you know when the helicopter land, it don't just land, it was to go down in this land. It gotta it gotta warm up and then cool down. It's like whoa, whoa, like hurry All up. doing your set. Right. <laughs> all doing your doing your five. But that's the crazy part, man. It's like through all of this, we have normalized because I'm I remember when the pandemic first happened, I like, look, I'm not doing no Zoom shows, I'm not doing none of that. I would not normalize the new norm. I would not do it. I refuse. <laughs> Right, right. And, and then it's like now it's like yo, I get a couple. I do a couple of Zoom shows, and I do this IG show, and I do this, and I can do all of this from the comfort of my own home. And now cats have figured out how to monetize it, which is crazy. <laughs> in just a short yeah. amount of time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, yeah, I was just talking to uh, some other comics about that too, about how like uh, like you were saying when this first started, I would say like ninety. Oh, man, you know what? Ninety five percent of comics were like, I'm not doing any no online shows, no Zoom show. No Skype, nothing. I'm not doing none of that. And then over time, people were like, you know what? Screw it. I'm doing an outdoor show. I'm doing a Zoom show. 
And like you said, over time, people figured out how to run them, how to make money off of them. And then in New York, you notice like the outdoor shows really started to pick up like late, late this summer. Yeah. You saw more and more and more. And then you saw what was funny is like before fall, you saw so many outdoor shows, roof shows. And for a lot of people, it's like you jumped on the wave too late. You Because a lot of us were, we, we were very skeptical in the beginning. And then you, we sat around all summer, saw people doing shows. And let's be honest, a lot of us made fun of those people. Like, oh, you're stupid. Why you're you out die. there? You, <laughs> yeah, you're going to yeah, right, you're gonna die. You just want attention. This ain't about you. Yeah. And slowly but surely, everybody started doing them. And now with winter coming on board, now this, they're, uh, they're, they're dying off. But it was just funny to see so many people jump on it like the last maybe month or so, and uh, they realized like, oh man, we got to stop being so pretentious about this man, and just and just do comedy and have a good time. Yeah, hey, I mean, you and really got look, you got to think about it and look at it in aspects of you got to think Dave Chappelle. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> you got you got to thank Dave Chappelle because he did it from the outside, and um, he did his show on the outside like, oh, we could we could make it work from the outside. <laughs> right, dude. When I when I when I did that show with uh with the improv, when the tell was the tell, yeah. Even the tell was like the tell was like this is the weirdest thing I've ever done. A drive-in show. He's like I've he's like I've done some weird stuff in 25 years. He's like, but this is this is up there. He's like, this is easily top five, one of the weirdest things I've ever done in comedy. I mean, but he made it work, though. <laughs> and I, he, he, and that's, you're right. We make it work. Yeah. And I also had to tell I had to tell myself that, too, because I was super nervous about that drive-in show. Mm. But I was like, hey, man, I was like, everybody else on the show, they're going up on stage to the same conditions you are. It's not like I have to perform in front of cars and then everybody else gets to do it in a club with the lights down and everybody's comfortable. It's like, no, we're all dealing with this. So there's no reason for me to feel weird. We're all subject to the same uh, environment and reaction, so it's, it's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm. In, um, you know? me and Tommy, we was doing the um, almost ladies' night outside, and um, I mean, it, it, I mean, nothing really changed. It really was just we're outside, we're outside with the with the elements. Because one show, it was an outside show, and a little a little a little precipitation started happening. Um, Chris. And let me tell you something. Them, them sisters, I've never seen somebody pack up so fast. <laughs> it was like two drops. <laughs> and, and it was, it was, it was over. It was over. The show was over. It was like three drops. It, don't, it didn't even matter. It was three drops. Them chairs was folded That's up. <laughs> them right. towels were folded up. The, that one, the wine glasses got packed up. They were done. Right. <laughs> Right, they were they, bags covered, bags covered here. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it was done. But, and, and, and they had a good. And, but at the end, of, but at the end of the day, they came back the following week, and they was just right, right. out there again. And I, I, I think, right. I, I, I mean, the pandemic sucked, but at the same time, I mean, I'm talking about this in the past tense. It sucked, but in the in the end, for comedy wise, I think it really it really opened up the floodgates to creativity. And and it kind of pit and, and really if you think about it, it kind of pigeonholes um, bookers because now it's like oh you won't book me that's cool I don't have to find oh I don't have to find another venue to host an open mic I could literally just put a microphone and an amplifier in the middle of a park. <laughs> you're you're right because honestly you're right yeah I think like 
once this vaccine, once once we get through the whole vaccine thing and the pandemic is over, over mm-hmm. I think the summertime we, you're going to see so many different types of shows. Yeah, so many different types of shows. I mean, cause yeah, I mean, look, look how many great patios that we could have been doing shows on for years, but the fact that it wasn't like it wasn't normalized, people didn't want to take that risk. Comics didn't want to do it. You know, even even the producers were like, ah, it's outside. I don't really know, man. Yeah. You know, but I will I will say, um, I've I, a backyard show wasn't foreign to me. I've heard of people having backyard shows, mm-hmm. but you know, that was kind of more like kind of festivalish and kind of like an alt weird kind of thing to do. It's like, oh man, I did this outdoor show. It was dope. And yeah. people would ask you a ton of questions about it. But now it's normal. So I wouldn't be surprised if in DC you, you start seeing this more out, outdoor shows. Yeah, like a picnic show. Yo, everybody bring a picnic basket. We we doing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It's, and uh, right, and I, I think too. I mean, if if it really changes, I think it'll also make comics have to work on like if we're doing comedy in these in these in these open air public spaces, it might it might for comics who are serious, it's gonna make you write. A, material that might be a little bit cleaner because you're like, hey, man, I really shouldn't be saying this kind of stuff outside in the park. Yeah. So it, it'll, it'll also make you explore other things and maybe clean up your act, so to speak, a little bit more. You know, that way you're not yelling, you know, uh, you know, just curse words or derogatory terms or whatever you want to call it, just in the park. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you just never know who's, you know, somebody, some some some, yeah. some lady walking with her child, like, hey, that looks like yeah, an interesting exactly. thing. And then you're like, hey, didn't I got right. my dick sucked? And then she's like, oh, okay. And then she takes a baby. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm cool with I'm cool with jokes like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's like everything. It's a time and a place. Yeah. And it's just like, we're outside. It's daytime. There's a lot of kids and families around. I don't need to be too vulgar. Yeah. You know? Because, uh, I mean, even even in clubs, you know, you know, you have your, you, you, you know, you have your early show, you have your late show, and and typically you have your dirtier jokes on your late show. You throw, you, sm- yeah, you, I guess. you sprinkle them in during the early show, but right. like the late show, you right. really go in. So, I mean. It gets dirty, right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah. two in the afternoon during brunch hours, I don't know a good dick joke should, should be. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got right, you got nannies with kids around. Yeah, I don't know if a, a good penis joke is in order. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right, uh, exactly. A good pussy eating brunch brunch bit. <laughs> I thought about this on the way to. I thought, I thought about this on the way to brunch. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, oh, man. I just uh... so I'm going to ask you something. How was that? Um. Cause I did, I mean, I did the improvs tally ho show, and it was about a hundred people. Yeah. And I was, that was I, I did that too. That was great, man. Yeah, did I have fun with the tally ho show. Yeah, so I, fun. Outside of, I'm gonna be honest with you, if I could have just relaxed and not worried about the pandemic part, the COVID part of it, because <laughs> it's a hundred people. Outside of that, it was an excellent show. Yeah. It, was, it was a great goddamn time. <laughs> Isn't that weird now? Isn't that weird? A year ago, you were walking there and go, "Damn, man, it's a nice crowd." Yeah. And now you're like, "Man, it's way too many people in here, man. <laughs> way too many people." I wonder. I wonder how long that's gonna. Uh, actually, you know what? I think that's gonna disappear pretty quickly. You do? Like once the pandemic, I think that's gonna disappear. Like people being nervous. I think a lot of people are worried about when this is over, about being nervous in public again, and you know being afraid to not wear a mask, I think that's going to go away pretty quickly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just like, yeah. I mean, because no one, I mean, it's just like people with flu, I mean, if this is, I'm not comparing 
any listeners. I'm not comparing right. COVID to the flu. However, comma, yeah. the COVID vaccine will be, I'm comparing the COVID vaccine to the flu shot because there's a lot of people who don't get flu shots. And we never once right. be like, hey, did you get your flu shot? That's very true. <laughs> we just hang around them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if, like, I mean, does everyone, I mean, of course, in a perfect world, if everybody got it, that would be great. The shot, that would be great. Yeah. But I wonder what, what's the, uh, I don't know if the tipping point is the right um, term to use, but, like, what what's the bare minimum we really need? What percentage of people do we need to get the shot so that way we don't really have to worry about it as a whole? Does it need to be fifty one percent? Does it need to be seventy percent? I think it's 80, I think it's seventy percent. Yeah, I think this again. I think it's I think they said seventy percent on the news is about seventy percent for um everybody seventy percent of the population need to be vaccinated for it to really take effect. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that's a rent that's still right. thirty that's still thirty percent and I'm still like, hey man, so you mean I know, man. You're right, though. right, but but right. During flu season, we don't think about, we don't worry about getting the flu. Yeah, we don't. You don't. You don't. You don't care. Yeah, you know, because I mean, they came up to me. I mean, after the show, I mean, and you've been you've been at Tally Ho Theater. Them folks are rich. Yeah, yeah. So they just walk, they just walk up to you, just be like, "Hey, can I get a picture with you? They, can we take our yeah, mask they off?" They don't care. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I'm like, uh, can we not take our mask off? We get the picture, but can we not take our mask off? <laughs> Bro, dude, when I was in Greenville, mm-hmm. they I had people I had people like take the mask off. This is South Carolina, and I was just like, "What does that even mean?" This is South Carolina. <laughs> you you realize that the pandemic is global, and uh, Greenville, South Carolina is is on the fucking globe. So oh. I think I'll keep it on. So you know what I'm saying? What happens? It's, what happens when they say, "But we're but we're a red state." <laughs> Yeah, cool. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's that's why y'all surging. Y'all, y'all in the red. You're like our president, our president said blue states are the worst ran countries in the world. Thank God we're red states. Take that God for freaking the mask off with your PC activity. Uh, exactly, bro. That's how that's how it was. That's how they they acted like they were. They looked at you like you were an idiot for wearing a mask. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it is. It's just. But yeah, they would. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was, I was just saying they were they were the same way. Like one lady actually tried to even reach for my mask to like pull it down. I was like, "Yo, what are you doing? You doing way too much right now." Yeah. Yeah, I had to get on my daughter, you know? man. We was playing, and she pulled my mask, she pulled my mask down. I was like, "Hey, let me let me let me let me get you straight real quick." Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got you got you had to get it together real quick. Yeah, let me get you straight real quick. Don't don't ever pull yeah. my mask down. In in, in 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 public like that that is that is <laughs> or anybody that just means anybody but yeah and if anybody pull your mask down you let you tell them let me get you straight real quick <laughs> right yeah she came close man she 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 was putting her hand up there i was like hey don't do that <laughs> not only are your hands dirty but now you're putting you're yeah. gonna put your hands near my nose my nostril areas where I yeah on my face yeah you would never do that ever don't don't do that now <laughs> ever so, but yeah, um, how was how was that driving show, man? Oh, it was it was cool, man. I was I was nervous because you know it's David Tell. He's a comedy legend. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in New York, he's known as the comics comic. He's they say he's the king of New York. So of course, I'm terrified. Yeah. He was he was very nice. Uh, Big J was on the show. I worked with him uh, before, and we hung out in New York a few times. So it was cool when he when he got there. He was like, "Hey, Chris, what's up?" You know. So yeah. that that's a good feeling when when somebody like Big J or whoever. You know, uh, remembers you, and they, you know, they uh, show you some love, and mm-hmm. introduce you to, 
you know, to uh, comics you look up to. Um, but uh, Denise Taylor was on the show, too. She did well. Ian Finedance was on the show. So it was, it was me, Denise uh, Taylor, DC Comics, Big J Elkerson, Ian Finedance, and uh, David Tell. But they were fun, man. I will say this. It was a little weird being honked at because typically when you hear a, a car horn, you, you're fucking up. Yeah. Like you either not paying attention or you're swerving or you're, you're crossing the street too slow or whatever it may be. And it, it, it induces a tad bit of panic when you hear a car horn. Yeah. You know, not a bad thing, but it's just like, oh, I'm doing something wrong. So that was kind of weird to get over that when you're on stage telling jokes and people like it and you have, you know, 10 cars beeping at you. It's kind of weird at first, but you go, no, that's the last. That's what you have to tell you stuff. That's the last. <laughs> and on the second show, you know, you're cool, relax. And um, it went by, it went by fine, man. Um, I just really, I can't lie. I was really nervous about it. I felt stupid. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up there. I was like, I'm going to sell these jokes like I'm in a club. Like it's a uh, first, like an early show on Saturday. And that's what I did. And I did feel stupid. Like, man, why am I acting this out so hard? Why am I, you know, trying so hard? But I was like, I got to sell it. I don't want to look nervous. Yeah. And uh, it was cool, man, because I, I got a bunch of cool messages. Like people were like, man, you were really like, a, you know, you were, you were, uh, you, you were, you did great. Uh, you, you could tell you were really into your jokes, so I'm glad that it came across on, on people's. Uh, it came across to them like I was really, you know, giving them my all, and I wasn't phoning it in. I could, you know, people people recognize that I was like giving them a performance, or at least trying to. So that yeah. felt good. I, I could imagine if you're doing like a drive-in show because I've seen the pictures. I would love to do the show one day if Antoine's listening. And so, um, <laughs> and um, I could, but like I see the cars, I see the distance, I see the big screen. I could see how that just in that particular environment in that area, it, it, that, that it will for, it will force you to have to. It's like okay, it's like being blind, right? They say when you're blind, the, uh, your other senses enhance, right? So right. when you're not relying on the audience reaction as much, it will force you. It forces you to do the other attributes that go into your comedy, like act outs and right. <laughs> and things of that nature. So I can see that. Right, because like when you get a laugh in a club, it's kind of like okay, I can move on. Yeah, you know, like all right, oh, they liked it. You know, but that's like no, do you got to stay in that? Because when you think about it, every joke we write has an emotion tied to it. Mm-hmm. But we can get, we can, we can get used to our jokes, and you can go up there and just start going through the motions. Yeah, you know, I've done it several times. <laughs> oh, we, 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 we've all done it. We've all done it on a on a Sunday where it's like, all right, man, I'm ready for this weekend to be over. I got one more set, and you go up there, and you just kind of like, yeah, you, you have a good set, but you kind of phone it in. You don't give them your all. Yeah. But on that show, with it being such a, a such, it was such a weird thing, it was almost like doing comedy for the first time because I had never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I had to go up there with all this energy and excitement and enthusiasm, you know, to to get through it. And you know, the entire time I'm like, come on, light, come on, light, come on, light, there you go. You know, <laughs> but it was uh, I had a good time. I had a good time. Okay. Okay. Yeah, man, it I got fun, man. I got it. I got it. You, you know what's funny about you, Chris? I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, every time you oh, tell boy. me that, no, 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 this is serious. This, this is real talk. Every time uh, you say you're nervous, every time you say you're nervous, I'm like, but you're like the most, you're like the like the most successful comic I know as far as like, um, if, the, if we're doing levels, right? I don't normally do levels because uh, whatever. Oh boy. But, I'm like, yo, you're, you're like, I was, I was just nervous, and I'm like, you was nervous while performing for the forty thousand people. I'm like, okay, 
All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Dude, 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 I'm nervous every time I get on stage. Every time. Is that like your thing, or I mean, I, I get nervous too, but 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 like it's like, but I'm like you're like I'm like you're one of, you're you're like you're like top twenty in DC, so I'm like. Uh, I appreciate that, man. But dude, I, dude, I am nervous. Even at Big Hunt, if it's a showcase, mm-hmm. like those little five five minutes that we do on on a, on a Friday, those the late show, mm-hmm. I'm nervous doing that, dude. I'm nervous. I'm nervous on every, any any and every show. I'm like, please don't bomb. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell them. Do not bomb. I was telling the um, don't bomb. I, you know, it's funny. I was talking to um, and, and let me know if I'm wrong for saying this. I was uh, I was talking to, I was talking to I, I don't want to say young comic. I would say newer comic, and we was talking. Okay. And she was just talking about. Um, I was just basically telling her I'm like, look, you know, you don't don't rush. She she just did a showcase. She just did a contest. <laughs> And I was like, yo, don't rush. You know what I'm saying? Don't rush to get to a certain point because once you get to the point where people, you know, people look at you and they're shocked that you bombed or they start putting money in your hand, it ain't fun no more. It ain't fun like that. <laughs> right. Like, just enjoy the journey because when people start saying, I'm going to put this money in your hand, I need you to do like 15, 20 minutes. You know, they don't they don't mean fifteen they don't need they don't need five minutes of bombing, another ten minutes of you find trying to find your voice and then five minutes. <laughs> they, they, they need uh, right, exactly. <laughs> and I, I, Yeah, man, no, you are not wrong. Yeah. I I just I I mean and I I have been in it for a couple I've done I've done it with close to ten years, whatever. Um I only count like seven of the ten because I was bullshitting around the first three. But No, there's nothing wrong with that, yeah. But it's just I, I just noticed that a lot of a lot of younger comics they like rush to get paid or they're rushing to get to a certain point. I'm like, you don't understand. Like, once you get there, it's no longer fun. <laughs> yeah, and it's like once you once you get to where you want to be, it's just like, hey, you have to produce. Yeah, it's just like this. You know, you gotta you gotta produce. Uh, but I always tell people, man, like uh, like if you're working with. Um, or you know comics that are way more successful than you are, mm-hmm. like people who have who have like real credits. You know, they got an agent, a manager, they're touring. You know, yeah. um, if you're cool with somebody like that, and and you are at a, at a at a in a position with them where you can ask for things, or maybe hey, can I open for you? He, you know, can I get some dates or something like that? I always tell people, just be reasonable. You have to be aware, self-aware, know where you are. You got to know what your skill level is, and ask for stuff that is that is uh, is a consummate or congruent or equal to that. Yeah. You know, like uh, you know, it's it's just like you work with somebody, you know, they got a late night or something like that. And you're like, hey man, can you give me the Booker's information to to Conan or to the, the Fallon? It's like, come on, man. It's like you work with this person one time, and you're <laughs> asking for a late night Booker, or you're asking them to uh, you know uh, talk to their agent about you or their manager, or can you do this? It's like, be reasonable, man. Like, you, you know, when you get into a new club, like with the DC Improv, yeah. I did the mic, it, it went well, and you know the, 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 the progression for that is like, you, you do the mic, you do well, and eventually they'll let you host it, and then you start getting longer spots on those mics. Yeah. And then they'll, they'll start giving you, so like when, I, when, I, when I went through that progression and uh, I wanted to actually work the club, get some dates, I didn't ask for anything in the main room, even though I felt like I was ready. Because yeah. I had been doing comedy long enough. I had featured at clubs and, and MC for years. 
I knew I felt like I was ready, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be greedy. And I always asked them, hey, do you have anything in the lounge? Yeah. You know? And when you get into when you get into a club, I tell these dudes, it's like, it's cool that you want to work with Schultz and you want to work with Burt Kreischer or Carlos Miller or Earthquake. It's like, but you got to start from the bottom. Ask for people that you might not know. You know, ask for a smaller show. Don't don't start asking for like their flagship stuff, like yeah. their best weekends of the year. <laughs> Yo, what, what's going on with that uh with that Marlon Wayne show? Y'all gonna y'all got a host for that? Yet? <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, uh, yeah, right. But uh, you know what? But you know, a lot of young comics. That's what we, that's what we want to do. We yeah. look at a club schedule and you go, oh, I want to work with the most famous people. That way, I can get a picture with them and I can post it on my social media and it, and it looks like I'm doing better. It's like okay, that's cool. But how did you do on the shows? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it, you know what's funny about that is is um I fo- I hosted my first weekend at uh at the improv like on the main room I hosted my first weekend the last show they did before the pandemic. Oh, Soder. <laughs> yeah, it was Soder. Like and yeah, and I like and it was it was crazy because you know it, like, the same progression you was talking about like uh, I w- I would just ask you for anything like whatever you got just give it I- I'll take it whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. That, that's 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 cool too. Yeah. <laughs> just whatever you got. And um and Yeah, whatever I, you got I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. and I just kept getting you know the 5 for 5 5 for 5 or our host or be like, "Hey, I can't you you know, I can't get you for the full weekend, but can you just come in for this Saturday?" I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> like, well, can you, yep. can you just do yeah, this Saturday at, do. at 10 o'clock? I don't need you for the whole weekend. I don't need you for the whole Saturday. I just need you for 10 o'clock. Can you do that? Yeah, I got you. Whatever. Yeah. And, and then I got the yep. solar show, and I'm like, oh, all right, I'm here. And <laughs> so, and I'll, then it's all done. Yeah, <clears throat> but then I get nervous because, like, even like when I got the Tally Ho show, like I just hit up Antoine. And I was just like, you know, I was just like, hey, you got anything? Um, for your boy, yeah, see, yeah. See, there you go, man. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you ask because because people will ask like, man, how'd you get that? People, because some people, I feel like some people think like, uh, I just kind of get stuff. Yeah. But dude, I, I, I ask for I would say about eighty percent of the stuff that I that I do. Yeah, you because you told me that you was like, hey man, how do you yeah. know if you don't ask? You're like, you know what? That's some. You gotta yeah, just just start small. That's my biggest advice I give you. Just start asking for stuff that's small, man. Just be reasonable. And you have to be self-aware of where you are, because you're, you're you're right. I mean, because I know a lot of young comics that you know they'll they'll come in and they'll be doing comedy for two or three years, and it, I get it. We've all been. There. You want a feature? I want I want to be a feature. And you have to ask yourself: Are you really ready to be a feature? You might be able to do twenty twenty-five, but is it all good? Yeah. You know, you, you don't have time to go up there and bomb for five minutes, try to figure it out for for ten, and then do okay. The last eight to ten, yeah, you know, they, they that's, ain't not, for that. that's not right. That's <laughs> not, right, not for a club. No, if you if you yeah if you think you're ready to feature, ask to feature on on smaller sh- on a, on a local show. Hey man, can I get that 15 minute spot or even with, with the improv? Because I think they'll get a couple of people at that mic. They, they might get a 10 minute spot. You know, uh-huh. if you feel like you killed it the last few times on on a mic and you did five and it went well, so hey man, you think I can get that that uh, eight or 10 minute spot? And if they think you're ready, take it. And you, the thing is, you better do well. Whatever you ask for, you better make sure it goes well because you asked for it. <laughs> the caveat, you better not bother. Yeah, dude, I, I'll tell you this. I did, Um, I saw that they were, this was probably a, a few years ago, they were doing some like military show at the Richmond Funny Bone. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I, I, said, I asked Jason to get on the show or to host it or whatever. He said, yeah. 
And I get there, and it was like already pre-booked. And the, the guy who was the headliner had worked with these other veterans to get them ready. It was one of those like um, I forgot. Do you know that association I'm talking about? Well, like they help vets do comedy. I think it's, so. It's based out of DC. Yeah. It was one of their like a satellite show. Mm-hmm. And dude, I was I was on that. I wanted to be on that show so bad because I felt like I was so much better than all those comics. Dude, I went up there and I buried myself and I I ate the biggest biggest dog of my life. On that show. <laughs> and, and Winston was in the, in the back of laughing at me so hard, so hard. And I it's all my fault. I was way too cocky about that show, and I thought I was going to be better than everybody. And the guy. Before the show, he was really hesitant to give me time, and I really proved him right on that show. Because I, was, I, was, I was way too aggressive. I was I was feeling myself, and dude, I, I ate it on that show. And I, I came off stage, he was like, yo, good set. And I was like, yo, man, I was like, don't say that shit to me, man. I was like, I know I bombed. I was like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> he was like, no, half five, man, break up top, give it to me, yeah, break it in. Yeah, he, he played me, yeah, he played me, and I deserved it. <laughs> Actually, you know, I played myself. He didn't play me. I played myself. <laughs> uh, shoot, hey, we gotta, we gotta, gotta wrap this up, man. I really, I really appreciate uh, you. I really appreciate you being. No, on. no, that's not, um, not a problem, man. That's cool. I got, um, but if you wanna, um, um, cause I do this other show on Facebook Live called The Spinoff. I'll send the link if you wanna be a part of that as well. Is that today or another well, night? That's today, but I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I got another pod to do at uh, at eight o'clock. But what time is that show? Uh seven. It's like literally after I get off this and then. Oh yeah, I can. Uh, I can. Yeah, I can. I can. I can do that. I can pop, hop on for just a few and then uh, eat dinner and then get to this other show. But yeah, man, it, thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And oh yeah, I can't wait to get back up there and hang out, man. I miss hanging out with everybody. No doubt. Hey, tell tell people about your podcast. You got to join Negro uh, Negro Please Radio. Yeah, Negro Please Radio. I release it every Friday. Uh, you know, iTunes, uh, Spotify, all that. And I also do a live show every Tuesday at nine. But I think uh, 2021, I'm going to start doing it at eight o'clock on Tuesday, and it'll it'll be about 30 to 45 minutes. And uh, it's just like a, it's an AMA show. But to be honest, I'm a nobody, so people don't really ask me a lot of questions. Some shows I do get a lot of questions, but it's just me exploring different things. And you can ask stuff in the chat. I talk about food, aliens, relationships. Just whatever I want to, you know, uh, um, pop culture stuff. It's just a, it's just another outlet for me to kind of practice, you know, just talking, you know, <laughs> and maybe get get some bits. Okay. So, All right, man. Everybody, yeah. real quick, I want y'all to um, give it up for my man, uh, Mr. Chris, as I get these cheers going. Mr. Chris Allen, y'all. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I hear him. <laughs> so, appreciate it. I, I hear it. <laughs> no problem, bro. Hey, and we'll be right back on the Open Mic Radio podcast. Yeah. It's your boy Mike B. That was man Chris Allen. Your homeboy Mike B. That's Chris Allen. It's the hundredth episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Doing this thing for the last 13 years or 13, 2013. I was freestyling. Mm-mm-mm. Doing a tick in my chair. Doing a tick in my chair. Doing a tick in my chair. Yes, 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 yes. That's right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. This is the 100th episode of my radio podcast. I'm so glad y'all stuck it out with me, all the ones and twos. And you know what we do around this time. Um, I, I normally had this queued up, right? Uh, you know what we do around this time. As I...
Look for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know I had that in, in my repertoire, huh? Yeah, I found it. Hell yeah. Bet your sweet ass. Anyway, I'm going to be honest with you. I have nothing else going on. I want everybody. I'll be back again next week. I promise you another guest. Um, share the show. Subscribe the show. Email me at openmicradiopodcast at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate all the support. I'm back in my flow. I'm in my pocket. I'm in my hip. And I don't I don't have any more drops. I have to because I deleted all of the drops. I don't got no more drops. I, I ain't got no more drops, y'all. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't have a single solitary. I don't have a I don't have any more drops, so um I guess y'all get my daughter again. Y'all going y'all, y'all just gonna get this daughter. Y'all just gonna get this Deja Brown, y'all. Here we go. You say my name. My name is Deja Brown. And you're, and you're listening to the open mic podcast. Pop 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 podcast. Uh-huh. Alright, y'all.